You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hey, Studio DNA fans. I'm Chad, a new podcast host here on the network. I'd like to invite you to check out my new show called Hot Takeout, where I mix together some of my favorite things, fast food and musical artists. When you listen, you'll get that feeling you have when you get an onion ring in the bottom of your french fries. It's a win. We'll dig deep with the artists. We'll find out what inspires them and what foods they have to stay away from. And we're also playing fast food games, which will also make sense when you listen. So check out the Hot Takeout podcast streaming right now here on the Studio DNA podcast network. a brand new week episode 104 of the sports yak i'm gonna call this the maury wills episode because i believe he stole 104 bases in 1962 to set a major league record at the time that would be eclipsed by lou brock and then ricky henderson at least that's what your little baseball card told you yes (laughs) so maury wills the dodger speedster who was kind of the uh the guy that benny the jet in the sandlot modeled his game after that voice right there is Chuck Freebie. My name's Corey Mann. Let me put this out here, Chuck. Let me put this out before we really get into things. You know, you got your Peter Parker and Spider-Man. You've mm-hmm. got your Clark Kent and Superman. You've got your Bruce Wayne and Batman. You never see them both in the same room. No. Much like you and I. But this Friday, we'll be in the same place at the same time. I dare say if you've ever wanted to get up close to the sports yaksters, this Friday would be that day. Buy yourself a ticket for the Morris and come on out to the downtown summer series that Pulse is sponsoring. Danny Goki from American Idol will be performing along with 10th Avenue North. Can I introduce them as 9th Avenue South? Will they no, come out on stage? do not do that. Okay. But the party on the plaza before that is completely free. Going to have food trucks out there for dinner. They've got some entertainment as well. You and I will be hanging out there, I think, 
5, 5.30-ish. Mm-hmm. So if you'd ever want to stop by and say hi to the Yaksters, that would be a great time. If you don't want to pay money to go see a show. We'd love to see you. We'll be in the parking lot hanging out. Maybe some sidewalk chalk. I don't know. We'd love to see the kind of people that listen to this show so that we can report you to the authorities. Hey, business owner, there's a new way to get your message out. Advertising with the Sports Yak Podcast with Chuck Freebie and Corey Mann. With over 100 episodes in the archives, this is the number one sports podcast on the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Actually, the only sports podcast on the network. Chuck and Corey have been friends for almost 30 years, and the podcast goes like this. Corey knows nothing about sports, but Chuck knows everything. With a mix of headlines, humor, and heart, this podcast continues to grow with three new episodes a week. With over 1,200 downloads in May of 2019, you can be assured your message will be heard by many. For example, their monumental episode 100 has been downloaded over 280 times. And with your commercial message strategically placed in the podcast recording, it'll be one of the first items the audience hears. Whether it's your advertising message or a podcast sponsorship, we'll help get your messages to the masses. Contact the Sports Yak at gmail.com. That's the Sports Yak with two Ks at gmail.com for more info. And download an episode of Sports Yak and hear for yourself. iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you download podcasts. There it is. Where do you want to start? You want to rattle off some uh, baseball real quick? Great weekend for the Cubs. They come home to Wrigley Field. They avenge the sweep that the Cardinals had on them the week before with a sweep of the Redbirds. So Chicago tied with Milwaukee for first in the NL Central. Cardinals now five and a half games back. Kyle Hendricks has been terrific for the last, oh, I don't know, six weeks. Threw seven innings of one-run ball last night. Schwarber starting to heat up. Got locked in last night. Had a couple of big RBI. And the Cubs win that one by a count of 5-1. to one. And you get the feeling this team is kind of treading water a little bit until Craig Kimbrell comes and joins them. But this will be a difficult week for the Cubs. They go on the road to Colorado and then to Los Angeles to play the Dodgers. So seven straight games on the road. Uh, quite frankly, most of them will be past my bedtime, and I'm not sure how much I'll see of the Cubs this week. I know they play Wednesday afternoon. I'm looking forward to Wednesday afternoon. Is there a play in baseball that makes you more nervous than others out of pure curiosity? I have a play, but I'm curious if you have one. More nervous. Hmm. Like, it just when it happens, you're kind of like, oh, boy, here's this is about to go down. Well, tell me what yours is. Mine is a uh, a two-parter. The throw from third to first when it's overthrown, Yeah, that makes me really nervous. Chris Bryant did that. I well, think, that's why they have the netting up now. That first or second <laughs> inning last night, he ch- I mean, he fired that ball. And then the bunt when uh, everyone needs to know where they're supposed to be. Right. I thought Kyle Hendricks handled it, handled it great. He turned and... For some reason, Chris Bryant wasn't at third. Well, because Bryant was charging in from third to get the bunt in case Hendricks didn't. Okay. Nobody got back to third base in time. Hendricks made the adjustment quickly because Fowler was hustling down the line. Yeah, and just the the physicality of shifting your body enough to make sure that you can throw through. that. Oh, those two plays just... And then how about the throw Rizzo made from first to home to get Goldschmidt? Key situation in the game last night. Any any outfielder throwing home, you know, watching that arm, right? You know that that's always a pretty uh, pretty uh, on the edge of your seat moment as well. Meanwhile, White Sox playing well, but that's because they get to play Kansas City. Eloy Jimenez 
hit the 471-foot homer yesterday to dead center field in Kansas City. White Sox win at 5-2. They're still a couple of games below the 500 mark, but staying in contention for that second American League wildcard spot. Tigers don't have to worry about that. They got bludgeoned by Minnesota 12-2. Twins hit four homers. Corey, here's a fascinating, fun fact about the first-place Minnesota Twins. They have hit 81 homers on the road already this season. Last year, their total for the year was 81 homers on the road. Oh, my. And we are only at the 10th of June. Is there a player of two behind that reason? I, I think it's pretty much the whole team. Whole team. Yeah, they're just pounding the ball this year for some reason. Great Lakes spank the South Bend Cubs 10-0. South Bend Ouch. Cubs have not been very good on the road. Um, that's one of the things when Buddy Bailey joins us, and we expect Buddy to be on the show next Monday. So if you're a, a yakophile, a maniac, uh, you'll want to make note of that. But that's one of the things I want to ask him. Why is this team so much better at home than they are on the road? And I'm sure if the answer were easy, he'd have it solved by now, but he doesn't. We had Jordan Brewer on the program on Friday, great conversation, and I ended up watching uh, mostly two of the three games over the weekend, but it's great to see that uh, he and Michigan are heading to the World Series. First time since 1984 that the Maize and Blue have made the College World Series. They knock off the top-ranked team in the country. UCLA had been dynamite all season long. They beat them two out of three on UCLA's home field. And another guy going to the College World Series is Mike Martin, the Florida State coach, the winningest coach in all of Division I baseball. Went into Baton Rouge and beat Pulmonary twice in a row. And so Florida State going to the College World Series. You know, Mike Martin, for all the success he's had at Florida State, has never won an NCAA championship. Can he get it in his final go-round with the Seminoles? High school baseball. Let's talk that. You went to... Uh, Michigan Regional over the weekend. Yeah, I loved it. Uh, you told me that Edwardsburg was a neutral field, so I got to see Otsego lose to Lakeshore in the first game. That was all of 70 minutes. And then uh, Grand Rapids Catholic Central, yes, which I believe has a powerhouse football team as well as a baseball team, and they took Lakeshore to task, ending that their season. It wasn't that bad. It was 4-2. Yeah. It seemed awfully quick to play that next game. You'd think they'd maybe give them a day to take a breather, but uh, apparently Michigan's really busy. Well, I think they got backed up a little bit, too, with the weather. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Mishawaka, unfortunately, falls in the baseball semi-state over the weekend to Hamilton Southeastern by a count of 4-2, to two, but a great season for the Cavemen. But the highlight of the weekend on the Diamonds, the Bremen Lions. 2-1 winners over Tecumseh in the state championship, and they bring home the first state title to the city of Bremen in 25 years. And the great part of this story, Corey, so we talked last week about the story of John Hershberger, the assistant coach who's been suffering from mouth cancer. His daughter, Riley, gets the game-winning hit for Bremen, a two-run single, and the Lions win it by a count of 2-1. to one. Uh, what a spectacular season for Kaylin Shively. She finishes the year on the mound 23-0 and for the season and wins the state championship game on the mound 
for the Bremen Lions. A couple of the big sports getting ready to wind down, hockey and basketball. Let's start with hockey. Stanley Cup Finals will go to a seventh game. It'll be played in Boston after the Bruins won on the road 5-1 Sunday night. So a miserable Sunday night for St. Louis people. Cardinals lose to the Cubs. Blues lose to the Bruins. Blues look to be on the precipice of winning their first Stanley Cup title ever. It could still happen. They could win on the road in Boston, but now they're really up against it. NBA Finals. Toronto with this 3-1 lead on Golden State, which maybe doesn't surprise everybody, but surprised me. I I undervalued how good a player Kawhi Leonard is. He has been spectacular in these playoffs. He's getting some help from Kyle O'Lowry. He's getting some help from Serge Ibaka. This has developed into a really good Toronto team. And Golden State, you know, you never know what to believe. You see so much stuff on Twitter and on Facebook. But there were some stories out there that the Golden State players are a little bit ticked at Kevin Durant that he hasn't tried to tough it out with this injury and play at least in Game 4. Now, he might turn around and play in Game 5 tonight. We'll see. But he did not play in Game 4, and Golden State really seems to miss him in this series. Rafael Nadal. Every time I hear that, I think of a Ninja Turtle. Sorry. Understandable. The king of the clay courts. He won his 12th French Open Championship overall, his third straight on Sunday, beating Dominic Tim. He had no problem with Roger Federer on Friday, as we alluded to in the act. So Nadal wins another French Open. He is incredible on clay, and then uh, the velocity picks up a little bit on the hard courts, and he's not able to compete quite as well. Uh, but we're not going to hold a telethon for him either. He's going to be just fine. So I interrupted you via a text, I believe, on Friday night. And I might have asked if you were watching the game. You were watching Always Be My Baby. My Baby. I thought it was a pretty good movie. I was not familiar with the acting talents of an Ali Wong or a Randall Park before them, but they they did fine. It was, it was a fun little watch. I've seen and, Randall Park. And in the a- thing about it is... It's less than two hours. Yes. You know, it's not all the time that we are able to get special guests on the show. We had one last Friday in Jordan Brewer. But, Corey, today we get a groundbreaking event in the Sports Yak. Sports Yak! It has taken us 104 episodes of the Sports Yak, but we finally have our first Olympic gold medalist, It is Dan Jansen, the speed skater, who won his gold medal in 1994 at the Lillehammer Games in the final race that he ever raced as a 29-year-old. And Dan, thanks for being with us on the act today. Hey, my pleasure. Good to be here. First of all, I'm always curious in sports like yours that maybe aren't as mainstream as something as baseball or basketball, how do you get started speed skating? Yeah, that's a, it's a fair question. Um, yeah, so when I grew up, I grew up in Wisconsin, and uh, it's, you know, there were only, well, at that time, one, literally one, um, I would say artificial, you know, refrigerated 400-meter speed skating oval in the United States, and it was in my hometown. So Oh, wow. That's uh, the big reason, and and also I'm the youngest of nine kids, and my, all my brother and sister skated at some point before me, so I just, you know, I didn't really have a choice. At <laughs> four years old, they just put me on skates, but uh, 
uh, worked out. I love I love the sport, and yeah, had a great great time doing it. I imagine growing up, Eric Hyden was the guy that you watched. Absolutely, he's he's the man, the king, still is really. Um, yeah, probably the greatest single, you know, individual performance of any Olympics ever. Your Olympic journey is well chronicled. I think everybody remembers the 1988 games where your sister died of leukemia on the day that you were to race and the falls that you had in 88. Then the perseverance that you show after that to wind up winning the gold in 1994. I mentioned at the age of 29, which for an Olympic athlete is almost elderly, uh, yeah. What what kept you going? What kept that drive going? You know, um, it was yeah. Obviously, the Olympics were tough. Eighty eight when when my sister passed, and then ninety two. I was supposed to win, uh, and I finished fourth. And so, uh, and those you know, and that was actually there was a games before those even when I was eighteen. So it was. Um, Mostly, I, I loved what I did. I loved. I was. I was still getting better. I, you know, and also, you know, people saw the Olympics and, you know, thought it was, you know, I, fair or unfair. You know, I was a failure or whatever. But I, I was winning everything else. I was winning World Championships, World Cup, and um, so I knew that it was there. Um, you know, the Olympics are tough. You've got to. There's, there's a lot involved. There's a lot of. You know, you got to be on that day uh, once every four years and if it doesn't happen for whatever reason um then you, you wait again and, and so it's the beauty of the olympics and it's also the toughest part but uh it's what makes the game so special well and you kind of caught a break in 94 because the olympics got off of the four-year cycle they decided to alternate the winter and summer olympics and so they put the winter olympics on a two-year cycle after albertville yeah and you had that time for the quick recovery how much did you relish that opportunity after albertville yeah it was it was great it, it truly was i mean left albertville you know obviously disappointed um but still you know if it had been four years i, I know i would have i would have done it i would have stuck it out but it definitely made it easier knowing that in just another two years there's, there's another games and it'll never happen again that way. So it was, uh, it definitely was a positive and, and sure a stroke of luck for me as well. Now, what have you been doing since your Olympic career? Because a lot of people say, well, it doesn't get any better than winning a gold medal and yet <laughs> life goes on. What yeah. has kept you occupied? Well, you know, I've uh, two daughters, for one, which are uh, actually grown now. You may remember my daughter, Jane, who I named after my sister. Um, she, she, I carried her on my victory lap, you know, at eight months old, and she's 26 now. So um, her and her sister brought them up. I've been uh, living in North Carolina for quite some time now, and uh, a lot of different things. I still do a lot of television work and speaking and that kind of thing, but my, you know, my day-to-day stuff is uh, in medical device kind of rehab equipment and also um, a fun thing I've gotten into the last three or four years I'm training uh, some athletes in not in my sport but living in Charlotte you know how big NASCAR is down there so sure. I train some uh, some of the drivers physically mentally focused all that kind of stuff and I've been having a great time with that now the reason you're in our neck of the woods is you're helping out Hubbard Hill 
which has opened this beautiful new facility to help people with dementia. And I know this is an issue close to your heart because your father lived with that disease for, what, 12 years, didn't he? Yeah, pretty close to that. You know, and I was just having a conversation yesterday and, uh, about it, and it's, it's, it's almost hard to go back and say, well, when did this begin? Because there's early signs, if you really look back, that, you know, the, the memory, and the, some confusion, little things, repeating things a lot, those kinds of things were initially you kind of go, you brush it off. But then as it gets worse and worse, you realize, no, that was just the beginnings of this. And, yeah, Hubbard Hill... Um, yeah, they're open this month really is the launch but the living wisdom center for dementia and it's they're really trying to do things for you know for the patients not it's more now than just you know we gotta it's more than just a home for them to live there's it's it's, uh, it's really a special place and it's i think it hopefully will change the way that uh, these patients are treated in the future uh for years to come but yes it was a difficult thing for to watch my father go through and uh we lost him in 2015 so um you know we we've got to find find ways not only obviously for to treat these patients which this is helping but but for a cure as well as you and your siblings dealt with this as caregivers what was the most difficult part i think um Boy, you know, it's, it is taxing. It's taxing on the caregivers. Luckily for our family, there were, you know, as I said, there were nine of us, well, eight after losing our sister. But um, so we could help with that. But, um, you know, the hardest part, I think, you go through stages. It's hard to see, you know, your dad who was, you know, in, in my eyes was, you know, king of the world. You know, the guy is strong and and wise and all of this and all of a sudden these these things just go and um the 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 mind goes and then the body starts to go and it it was really really difficult to to watch and it's it's not it's not a real fast process and so um you know early on he kind of knew what was happening and um you know he uh you know it was just tough you know from our family to the friends that you see and um and then you know at the end it was almost like it it was time for him to go because i it was hard to see him having to live that way sure hey before you go i I know you want to hit the golf course over at elcona as part of this event today but i know that you've done some broadcasting since your career has ended Mm -hmm. and you've been able to go to some other olympic games what is the greatest Olympic performance that you've ever seen, besides your own. Besides <laughs> my own. Wow. Um, so that I've ever seen—that's a terrific question. Um, really, seen a lot of great moments. I'll tell you that. I mean, this may be a little biased too, but um, I don't know about maybe our greatest is arguable, but my favorite—I can give you that—and and there's sure. a reason for it. So. Um, as you certainly know Bonnie Blair, and she's of course in my sport, and she's like a sister to me. But Bonnie's first win, she's she won five gold medals, but her first one in 1988 because it was it was at the time where the East Germans were dominating very much, especially the women. And uh, Bonnie's this little you know 125 pound <laughs> girl, and she comes along, and but for more so it was. 
for me because we're so close and, and Bonnie's kind of part of our family as well. So I, uh, of course, you know, Jane passes away. I fall and I went home for the funeral. I went back to Calgary just so I could watch and be there with Bonnie when she raced and she ends up winning gold. And uh, it was such a lift for me personally, for my family. We just needed something good to happen at that time. And sure. um, there was nothing better uh, really to this day for me at the Olympics and seeing seeing Bonnie's first gold. And, and then one more perhaps offbeat question. You were at four different Olympic sites, uh, Sarajevo, Calgary, Albertville, Lillehammer. When you're not competing, what is that Olympic experience like? Yeah, it's, um, it is a lot different. It's a lot, um, boy, it's, it's really fun. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's not fun being there competing. I would, I would give anything to be able to do that again, but the, but it's so loose and so relaxed, the atmosphere. And, and when you, when they're in the right, and I say the right place, but there's, there's been a lot of great cities to host the games and, uh, the atmosphere around and the people is really what makes the games. And, and so just being able to go out, see other events, to walk around town and feel the atmosphere, it's, it's really a special thing that if, you know, if you've never experienced the games, it's, uh, it's something you should try to do. Well, hopefully uh, the games are coming back to the U.S. soon, and maybe yeah. some point I'll have a chance to experience that, but never the way you did as a, as a gold mm-hmm. medalist in 1994. Dan, thanks for taking some time and joining us today on Sports Yak. All right, Chuck. Thank you very much. Dan Jansen joining us here on the Yak. Sports Yak! So there you have it, our first gold medalist. I wish you would have asked him what he does with his gold medal now. Mm. If it's hanging somewhere. Well, where were you? Why did you leave me? You're really good at what you do, and I feel like if I interject that, it's like, hey, look, there's a toddler in the room. No. (laughs) That's part of the magic of the show. People want to hear the thoughts that go through your head. It's okay. Well, uh, we'll talk to you on Wednesday. We'll talk to you on Friday once again. Friday, Chuck and I will be on the party on the plaza at the Morris Performing Arts Center in South Bend around 530 till 730-ish, and then we go inside if you don't have a ticket. Our apologies, but if you want to say hi or whatever, that's a great place to do so. If you don't have a ticket at that time, we turn our back on you. You can always email us, thesportsyak with two Ks at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter, sportsyak with two Ks. You can follow Chuck at 46sports. Until next time, Yak fans. Ooga looga. This is the Sports Yak Podcast. The following has been brought to you by Rabbit Wigs and the Studio DNA Podcast Network. You've been listening to Sports Yak, all sports information. All that you've just been heard has been copywritten. Don't steal any of this stuff. This is Jimmy Shorts. That's good. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.